0: Friday morning Erev Shabbos, this time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos. With great pleasure we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Vayera. Parshas Vayera is an incredibly rich parsha. We begin with the... Phenomenal, that's the only word you can use. Hachnasas <laughs> Orchim, hospitality, that Avram Avinu performs on the third day after his circumcision. He is 99 years old. He has the doctor's note excusing him from performing any. <laughs> extraneous activities other than resting, and Avramavinu cannot be held down. And even though God made it unusually hot, he is more pained by the fact that he cannot extend hospitality. So, God, so to speak, gives in to him and sends three angels in the guise of men, enabling Avraham to extend hospitality to these wanderers, and it's incredible. If you think about, it's not that he offers them some cookies and lemonade, but when they accept and agree to participate in coming in for his hospitality, he makes a barbecue Hurry up, Sarah, and bake brownies. And he involves Yishmael, his son, in the process. The whole house is whipped into excitement for three people who he doesn't know. The clear concept being that when we're taught by Rabbi Akiva at the end of the third chapter of Pirkei Avos, Chaviv Adam Sh'nivra B'Tselem that each and every individual is so precious because they are created in the image of God Avraham took that concept literally and so to each individual look at the incredible Kavod honor and dignity that he extended them. And while the Parsha begins with his very strong ability to excel man to man, the Parsha concludes with his ability to excel man to God, And the last test, according to most of the commentaries, the Mishnah teaching us that Avraham was tested by God with ten tests, the last test, that of the Akedah, is where Avraham proves his loyalty to God and is prepared, as we read annually, on the second day of Rosh Hashanah, to offer his Beloved Yitzchak, even though that would mean the, quote, end of his future, Avraham doesn't ask questions. God tells him to do it, and he is ready, willing, and able. I'd like to focus this morning on a challenging Rashi. And the Rashi is found, as we move into the parsha. And Avraham prays for the five cities of Sdom and Amorah and its environs. And when it's ascertained that there are not sufficient tzaddikim, worthy people, to save this commu- these communities from being destroyed, the Torah tells us in chapter 19 verse 29, Vayihi, and it was, bishachis Elokimis Oreh HaKikar, when God destroyed the cities of the plain, Vayizkor Elokimis Avraham, God remembered Avraham, and as a result of his remembering Avraham, Vayishalachis Lot mitoch HaFecha, and he rescued and sent Lot from the upheaval, when he was destroying the cities. Now, if I were to ask anybody what it is that Lot had going for him, other than the fact that he's Avraham's nephew, and God wants to perform a kindness to Avraham, so you'd ask the question, what do you mean? What does Lot have going for him? we find earlier at the beginning of chapter 19 that when the Malachim, when the angels come to Lot Lot impresses upon them and literally begs them, please come to my home, that he could extend them Orchim, hospitality, even though he was breaking the rules of Sidon where in Sodom, the rule was no chesed allowed. You're not permitted to do kindness. So Lot is someone who has the good trait of hachnasas orachim. And in addition, the Torah tells us and do you know what he served them when he gave them a meal? Says the Torah um of afa He baked matzos and They ate it. Now, Rashi adds, and you want to know why? It was Pesach. Now, now isn't the time that we have to go into, what does that mean that they observed Pesach? Long before the Jewish people were even slaves and liberated. But it's clear that Lot was minimally your, quote, traditional Jew, willing to Eat matzah on the night of Pesach. So Lot has various zuchusim, various merits. He's hospitable, he eats matzah. But yet, when Rashi has to come up with, do you know what Lot has going for him? So Rashi tells us in quoting from the Medrash, Peracious Rabbah 51 6, Rashi quotes. Something that you have to say to yourself, what? What is it? So Rashi tells us, Shehoya Lot Yodeya, Lot was aware, that what? When Avraham came down to Egypt, he knew that Sarah was Avraham's wife. After all, she is his aunt. Avraham is his uncle. And he hears, Rashi tells us, that Avraham, as we learned in last week's portion of Lech Lecha, Avraham said to the Egyptians, and Sarah went along with this ruse, that Achosi, she is my sister, says Rashi, and he did not reveal the matter. Why? a love because Lot had pity on Avraham had he only said to them excuse me, she's not his sister, she's his wife what would have happened as the Torah tells us last week they would have killed Avraham and so now that Lot had compassion on Avraham says the medrash, therefore Chos ha-kodesh love. therefore God had pity on him now, wait a second. Let's be honest. If I were to ask anybody what might have been the merit of Lot, I think we all would have said something other than, he's not a Moser, he doesn't, he's not an informer, he doesn't tell on his uncle. What is so special about that? So perhaps, there's no question that Lot is an opportunist. Namely, we saw in last week's Parsha, The Torah tells us that there was, in chapter 13, there was a conflict between the shepherds of Avram and the shepherds of Lot. Why? Because they each had a great deal of cattle, and the land was not sufficient, the public grazing area. So Lot took upon himself the freedom of going on to private property, and even though there was that sign, no trespassing, it's private property, he helped himself to the grazing land, reasoning as follows, God has given the land to Avraham and his progeny. Avraham has no children, and so, very simply, I am the one to inherit him, the land is therefore mine, I can take what I want, wherever I want. The Pusuk, however, continues <coughs> that there were other nations living on the land. The land was not yet given to Abraham. So we see that Lot had what you would call a Chemtas Hamamon. Lot liked the green dollar, and so he was attracted to it. Here was a chance in Mitzrayim for Lot to make a killing get Avram out of the way. And in addition, maybe you could say that Lot, after all, as the Torah presents him, is but the student of Avraham. As good of a student as he might have been, begam Lot haoleches Avraham. He's certainly second fiddle to his uncle. He has a chance to get honor. And Lot holds back. And therefore you could say for this he gets a reward. However, Rav Dessler, in his Mikhtav Eliyahu, Volume 1, builds a conceptual skyscraper on this Rashi. And he says something very, very intriguing. He notes the following, that for Avram, for, excuse me, for Lot's hospitality that he extended, even in the face of danger from the community of Sodom for Lot to eat matzah, this is really not so much to Lot's credit because, after all, his uncle Avram taught him this, and the incredible chesed of Avram with which we began the program rubbed off on his nephew Lot, and therefore, credit for. Lot's hospitality really goes to Avram. Credit for his eating matzah goes to Avraham. However, he introduces us and he says that there is a concept called a nekudas ha namely, that each person has their individual threshold of challenge. Each person is challenged differently, namely somebody who might be starting out in their journey of Judaism, perhaps their challenge is going to be not eating and abstaining from non-kosher food their challenge will be not texting and not talking on the phone on Shabbat, now when one passes that test that plateau they then move on to the next one And Rashi is teaching that for Lot, his hospitality and matzah, that was not to his credit. That's all to Avraham. However, now Lot's challenge was, regarding himself, will I, who have a chance, an opportunity, to make this killing, will I, that is, not literally, but financially, and in the realm of prestige, will I do that or not? And therefore, it is for this that Lot does deserve this credit, and that's why, of all the merits that we can think of, wow, Lot worked on himself. And therefore, there's a very significant message for each and every one of us. A person might be accustomed to davening, wonderful, to pray. Well, the next plateau is, for that you don't get reward, you've been trained to so do. But you do get reward for your kavana, for your concentration, for that which you put into it. Now you reach the next one. I'm learning to pray with fervor. Do I pray at home or do I go to the next plateau? Do I go to the minyan? And I pray with the quorum in the synagogue. And after that, I find the time to learn and to study after the minion for a little while before I go to work. The idea is very simply, grow. One should never be satisfied with last week's, last year's accomplishment. Wonderful. It brings us constantly to the next plateau. And so, the idea of Lot being credited for his not informing Egyptians of his uncle's lie that was his kudas that was his moment of judgment and I pray that we learn from this at first glance challenging Rashi a very important personal lesson for each and every one of us take the opportunity to grow each and every day Shabbat shalom to all.